look at somebody and ask them, how is the 100-day challenge going? If they're looking at you puzzled, then you know how it's going, all right? So if you haven't started, I would appreciate you to start declaring God's blessings, all right? The power of the blessing, the power of the spoken word. You're talking about prayer. Prayer is, the not, prayer is not the time where we convince God to do something for us. Prayer is the time where God convinces us that he can do something for us. Right? And it is a privilege to pray. Um, God convincing us, God persuading us. That is called faith. The Greek word faith, pistis. If you go and see the Strong's definition of the word pistis, the word is divine persuasion. Divine persuasion. So faith is not a muscle that you flex and show God how much faith you have got. Faith is God flexing his muscle on your behalf and you seeing it and like, wow, he can do this. Right? That the divine persuasion upon your heart is faith, pistis. Um, persuasion in our context, the example would be, have you ever got a call from sales marketing guy who wants you to get a credit card? <laughs> right? So you, if you allow him to speak, he is trying to persuade you. Sir, if you take this card, you know, you have this benefit, you have this benefit, you have this benefit, you can be a debtor all through your life. He won't say that, right? But he'll tell you this benefit you'll have, that benefit you'll have, you know, so many reward points, you can claim it here in, in this. So he keeps speaking, and in 20 minutes, if you're signing the form, that means persuasion has reached its fullness. So how did that persuasion, process of persuasion happen? Because you're, open, you're listening to God. And when you listen, God influences your heart and he brings forth. He births something out of you. And that is faith. Divine faith is not something you muster up and you show God that you believe. But honestly, think about it. You know, God gets down to the level of Abraham, says, bring a ram, bring this you know, cut this thing, do this sacrifice. It's, it's the language of Abraham that God speaks. It is a process of God persuading Abraham to make him believe that he can do this for you. Look at someone and say, the moment you hear ICICI, don't cut the call. All right? Sir, I'm calling from ICICI. When you cut the call, that's how many of us are in prayer. We don't even give time for God to persuade us. As much as he is good in persuading, it's important that you don't cut the call. You keep the connection on. You keep speaking to him and you allow him to speak to you. If you stay in his presence, he can persuade you to, to a point where he'll make you believe what he is able to do in that situation. That is faith. 
and the process in which he persuades you and invites you to speak about what he wants in that situation is prayer. So prayer is not a divine obligation, but a divine invitation for you to co-labor with him. Look at somebody and say, it is not divine obligation, but a divine invitation for you to co-labor with God to bring his purposes on earth. It is such a powerful thing. Um, he has united himself with us. The Father is united. The Son has united himself. The Holy Spirit has united herself with us. But um, the fact of the union has to be experienced. Right? Unless we experience the fact of the union, union doesn't benefit us. Look at somebody and say, I want you to experience the union. <laughs> I want you to experience the union. See, going to heaven is not such a big deal. Um, because he has kept knowing him as the biggest thing. Anybody can go to heaven. In fact, the way we live, we might all end up heaven sooner than you think. Right? So going to heaven is not such a big deal. Um, let's consider the usual theology, right? Uh, even though I have my own questions about it, but let's agree f for the time being that Lucifer, the so-called devil, was the archangel leading worship in heaven, right? Yeah? So devil was in heaven leading worship, but he didn't know the father. Look at somebody and say, you can be in heaven <laughs> and still don't know him. So getting to heaven, oh, once you get to heaven, everything will be fine. That's not the thing. Um, the thing is about you knowing him. Uh, if the archangel in heaven was there and he couldn't know, just because you think you, you'll get to heaven, so you're like, oh, am I the next Lucifer? <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is God values knowing him about you being in a particular place. Oh, you are in heavenly mansions and Golden Street. Oh, angels around you taking harps and playing lullaby to you. That is not God's goal. God's goal is that you would know him. That you would know him. And in the knowing process, you would be transformed. And in that knowing process, you would begin to know his heart and begin to co-labor with his heart to bring things upon this earth. That invitation is prayer. Right? Uh, Psalm 115 verse 16 says, Heavens, even heaven, belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. Come on, read it out loud. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. If a U.S. company is making a deal with Prince and saying, hey, Prince, you know, you're going to run the Indian show, right? We're going to expand our company. We want to come into India, but we want to do it through your company. So when they say like that, um, 
no matter what the plan of us is and how much they are willing to pump in all those things depends on how you co-labor with that company as that as you go india goes as far as that company's plan on regarding india is going to go because they have signed a memorandum with you an agreement with you saying our operations are going to be through your company so you become the bottleneck there for that company's plan and when you open up and expand that company's plan also expands in india so god heavens belong to him and he is wanting to colonize earth and he wants to extend his things on earth and he makes adam and eve and he signs a memorandum with you with them and says mankind how you go the earth goes my plan for earth is for it is to look like heaven but i'm inviting you to co-labor with me to make us look like heaven so why prayer is important is because prayer is part of the divine mandate that god gave adam and eve to have dominion and to rule so when god's dominion and rule is not taking place in a particular area of your life god is expecting you to come up to him so that you can see the way that he sees and begin to speak the way he speaks so that things would happen as he wants it to happen so that invitation that co-laboring process is called prayer are you guys what i'm understand what i'm saying and uh, um say the bgm of new covenant prayer is joy look at somebody and say the bgm of new covenant prayer is joy the background music in which the whole context of prayer happens in the new covenant is joy philippians 4:4 says rejoice and again i say rejoice yeah why come on uh, read it together everyone rejoice in the lord always again i will say rejoice hmm let your gentleness be known to all men the lord is at hand be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god then the peace of god surpasseth all understanding will guard your heart and minds through christ jesus so this is the bgm of prayer joy thanksgiving and whatever disturbs you you make your prayer request made known to god with thanksgiving for example when you're having blood pressure can you tell me how you will make it known to god with thanksgiving with joy as the bgm come on you're having blood pressure how will you make it known to god with thanksgiving thank you god for blood pressure no come on try there are 101 ways you can do thank you for healing my blood pressure okay what else i'm having so much blood pressure but thank you for you are my healer i'm having doctor has said this but i thank you for your word says this so every thing that disturbs you can be converted into thanksgiving 
provided you know what he is saying about it. Right? Provided you know what his word, his heart is in that matter, any challenge can be turned into a thanksgiving. Any challenge can be turned into a, a prayer of thanksgiving when you know the heart of God behind it, no matter how challenging it is. Once you get to that space, what happens? The peace of God which passeth all understanding, guard your heart and mind. So, when you're going through tough, terrible situations, when you come to this space of letting your prayer request with thanksgiving made known to God, the peace of God comes as an insulator and surrounds you. And it, come, it brings you to a place where even though things have not changed in the natural, you get into a zone of peace. And that is not the end of prayer and that is the beginning of prayer. Usually we end our prayer there. Oh, I'm feeling the peace. I got it. No, 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 no. Peace is the starting point. Peace is not the end goal. Peace is the starting point. So once, once, only when you get into that state of peace and rest within you, you would begin to hear God what he exactly wants to do in that situation. Which would be mind-boggling, which would be just out of the radar, which you can never think about with your carnal mind. But for you to hear that and speak, you should enter into that state of peace. In the midst of the storm. That is prayer. That is prayer. That's why I'm saying New Covenant churches, Father Heart churches, the way that they can pray, other churches can't pray. For example, if God shows a dark cloud coming upon the earth about COVID, when you don't understand Father Heart, you'll be like, it's the end of the world. <laughs> Let's all get ready. So that would be your theology. That would be your interpretation when you see those things. But when you have the heart of the Father, when you see those things, you would ask God, okay, what more? What do you want me to do about this? What do you want me to declare over this situation? That would be very different. That's why the New Covenant churches and people who understand the heart of the Father, it's high time they gear up themselves to pray and engage with the realms of heaven because unless otherwise that happens, certain things won't unlock in, in the realm of the earth. Yeah? So I'm going to show you certain things from Ezekiel chapter 36. And let me read 36. I want you to follow up. We're going to read quite a bit of a portion uh, and you son of man prophesy to the mountains of Israel and say O mountains of Israel hear the word of the Lord thus says the Lord God because the enemy has said of you aha the ancient heights have become our possession therefore prophesy and say thus says the Lord God because they made you desolate and swallowed you up on every side so that you became the possession of the rest of the nations and you are taken up by the lips of the talkers and slandered by the people. Therefore, O mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord God. Thus says the Lord God to the mountains, the hills, the rivers, the valleys, the desolate wastes. 
and the cities that have been forsaken which became plunder and mockery to the rest of the nations all around therefore thus says the lord god surely i have spoken in my burning jealousy against the rest of the nations and against all edom who gave my land to themselves as a possession with wholehearted joy and spiteful minds in order to plunder its open country therefore prophesy concerning the land of israel and say to the mountains the hills the rivers and the valleys thus says the lord god behold i have spoken in my jealousy and my fury because you have borne the shame of the nations therefore thus says the lord god i have raised my hand in an oath that surely the nations that are around you shall bear their own shame but you o mountains of israel you shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people israel for they are about to come for indeed i am for you i will turn to you and you shall be tilled and sown i will multiply men upon you and all the house of israel all of it and the cities shall be inhabited and the ruins rebuilt i will multiply upon you man and beast and they shall increase and bear young i will make you inhabited as in former times and do better for you than at your beginnings do better for you than at your beginnings then you shall know that i am the lord yes i will cause men to walk on you my people israel they shall take possession of you and you shall be their inheritance no more shall you bereave them of children thus says the lord god because they say to you you devour men and bereave your nation of children therefore you shall devour men no more nor bereave your nation any more says the lord god nor will i let you hear the taunts of the nations any more nor bear the approach reproach of the peoples any more nor shall you cause your nation to stumble any more says the lord god moreover the word of the lord um let's do it from 23 or 22 therefore say to the house of israel thus says the lord god i do not do this for your sake o house of israel but for my holy name's sake which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went and i will sanctify my great name which has been profaned among the nations which you have profaned in their midst and the nation shall know that i am the lord says the lord god when i am hallowed in you before their eyes for i will take you from among the nations and gather you out of all countries and bring you into your own land then i will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean i will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols i will give you a new heart and i put a new spirit within you i will take the heart of stone out of you uh, out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh i will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and i will keep my judgments and do them you will keep my judgments and do them then you shall dwell in the land that i gave to your fathers you shall be my pe- people and i will be your god i will deliver you from your uncleanness i will call for the grain and multiply it and bring no famine upon you i will multiply the fruit of your trees and the increase of your fields so that you need never again bear the reproach of famine among the nations then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good and you will loathe yourself in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations not for your sake do i do this says the lord god let it be known to you be ashamed and confounded for your own ways o house of israel thus says the lord god on the day i 
cleanse you from all your iniquities i will enable you to dwell in the cities and the ruins shall be rebuilt okay from 34 i want you to read together the desolate land shall be tilled instead of lying desolate in the sight of all who pass by so they will say this land that was desolate has become like the garden of eden and the wasted desolate ruined cities are now fortified and inhabited then the nations which are left all around you shall know that i the lord have rebuilt the ruined places and planted what was desolate i the lord have spoken it and i will do it amen right it's a wonderful portion of um, you know this is where god reveals his heart for the new covenant even in the, the old testament right if if you know many of the passages i will give you a new spirit i will give you a new heart i will write my statutes on your heart you know i will cause you to walk in my ways i will i will and then you will this is the new covenant thing what is old covenant you will then i will do it right but here it says i will and then you will right this is the new covenant thing the entire passage starts with a verse it says son of man was one prophesy to the mountains of israel and say o mountains of israel hear the word of the lord the scenario is israel from time and again just like us would not listen to god would do funny things and then get under captivity and be taken as captives and taken over and israel land would be left uh, desolate it will be ruined nothing will be growing everything will be laid waste everything cities will be burnt the whole thing will be ruined so here the prophet god is calling him and saying hey i want you to start prophesying to these mountains i want you to start prophesying to the rivers i want you to start prophesying to the valley i want you to start prophesying to these things and say what has to happen to them in order for that to happen whatever has to happen to the people and the nations around i will do it so that these mountains will come the words that are spoken to these mountains will come to pass are you getting what i am saying see it is like you want a baby and instead of crying lord give me a baby give me a baby give me a baby it is like you looking at the sofa and says upon you a child shall jump and play are you getting what i'm saying for a child to jump and play on the sofa certain things has to happen whatever has to happen has to happen for this word to come to pass so he says prophesy to the mountains prophesy to the rivers prophesy to the valley but everybody has gone captives but whatever has to happen for this word to this mountain to this river to take place i will do it among the nations and bring the people so this word will come to pass and for you to believe what god believes in such a negative situation that is called prayer prayer is you willing to listen to god when things are really 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 worse 
and believing that and speaking that. It's very easy to speak what you see. It is very easy to keep telling uh, how things bad are and how things worse. But look at the words, so many prophetic words. You know, I want you to go and read it again and make some of these prophetic words your own and start declaring it over your own life. It says, the next word says, because the enemy has said of you, aha, the ancient heights have become our possession. For Israel, the Mount Zion is an ancient height, right? People from Abraham have been prophesied about that land. It has rich heritage, so many prophetic words, and so many things have happened on Mount Zion. And when the enemy possesses it, you know, that's where on Mount Zion is where the temple of God is. And when they possess it and they burn it and they break it, the enemy says, ha, the ancient heights have become our possession. And they say this and say that they taunt Israel and they look at the land of Israel and say, you are the one who never protects your people. You are the one who never does anything right. For every word, every nonsense that you have heard, God says, prophesy to these mountains that they will be restored and they will be inhabited and they will... In fact, what does it say? Um, hmm. 35. So they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden. How many of you believe this? How many of you believe this? Ah! Aha! The ancient heights have become our possession. Oh, look at this land. Whoever said that would look at the land and say, oh, the desolate land has become like the Garden of Eden. I mean, if you believe your ruined places can be so transformed to God's original design, right? Whatever is laid waste by the enemy shall be restored to God's purposes. It shall be like Garden of Eden. Huh? Come on, read it together. Ready, go. So they will say, hmm, has become like the Garden of Eden and the wasted, desolate, ruined cities are now fortified and inhibited. So he says all these things. He says all these things. All right? I want you to come to the last two verses. Okay? Thus says the Lord. What is the previous verse? How does it end? I, the Lord, have spoken it and I will do it. Perfect ending for a chapter, right? It should end. I, the Lord, have spoken it and I will do it. But it doesn't end there. It goes on to say, 
Thus says the Lord God, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. I have said it, I have done it. But God wants a people group, a remnant who would co-labor with him, who would receive this word and inquire of him to do this for them, even though that's what he wants to do. You're not understanding? Things are so bad. If you are allowed to pray, you would pray this level prayers. But when things are so bad, if you can co-labor with him, you will be praying this level prayers. So he says, son of man, I want you to prophesy to this, prophesy to that, prophesy to the mountains, to the rivers. I know I will restore you like Garden of Eden. If Ezekiel is just asked to pray for the ruined cities, he would just pray, Lord, please, this broken wall should not be broken further. At least these few bricks that are around with memories of the thing has to be preserved. That's what Ezekiel might have prayed. Nobody would in their right mind, in so-called right mind, would pray, restore it like Garden of Eden. But God is looking for a generation who can co-labor with him, who would listen to what he says and to pray like that. I will let them inquire of me to do this for them. So God is the one who creates the plan, but it is so big, so he is expecting someone to come and co-labor with him, not because he can't do it on his own, but he has signed a memorandum with you saying on earth it shall be through you. The heavens belong to me. For the will to happen in heaven, I don't need any man's cooperation. But for the will of heaven to come upon earth, I'm going to do it only through men. That is God's problem and that is the church's privilege. See, we are thinking God is silent. God is not doing anything. But if you see in scriptures, whenever you think God has been extremely silent, are the places where God has been doing his greatest work. 400 years of slavery. Oh, what God is doing? I don't know what the heck he is doing. But in the background, nobody knows. Moses was born and he's being raised in the Pharaoh's palace. 400 years of divine silence after the last prophet speaking in the Old Testament. Looks like God has forgotten. Nobody knows an angel has spoken to a little girl called Mary. And she is pregnant and she is carrying the savior of the world. So when you think God is extremely silent and not doing anything, he is doing the deepest work in your life. 
he is doing something the greatest work which can turn things around in a different dimension but for that you need eyes to see and ears to hear when things are getting very challenging go to the next chapter yeah like like a flock offered as holy sacrifices like the flock of jerusalem on its feast day so shall the ruined cities be filled with a flock of men then they shall know that i am the lord look at the imagery that god is showing the prophet he is seeing jerusalem in its peak festive mood where lot of people from across nations have come to sacrifice and the holy sacrifices all the entire jerusalem is filled with lambs and bleating of sheep and noisy and celebration and everybody is joyful and giving thanks to god they have come there to give their sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving he shows that picture and says that is how i'm going to multiply men upon you he is so the prophet is prophesying to a desolate place a ruined city saying laughter shall be upon you celebration shall be upon you amen so whatever has to happen whatever has to change whosoever's mind has to change whatever has to change will change for this word to come to pass amen and what is this whole thing about speak to the mountain speak to the river if you are israelites and i am moses and i have taken you to the wilderness and all your babies and everyone crying out for water and you're coming to me and say we need water and i'm like okay i'm going to go to the rock and talk wait a second <laughs> how many of you will be like okay Okay, go talk to the rock <clears throat> and me going and standing in front of a rock and say let waters gush forth from you you'll be like i'm going back to egypt man <laughs> we think israelites are getting irritated and often saying let's go back to egypt let's go back to egypt you wouldn't have survived a day with moses speak to the rock speak to the rock when was the last time you spoke to things around you constantly you find jesus speaking right he's speaking to the fish he's speaking to the trees the bible says he looked at the tree and said let no man eat fruit of you from now on and the bible says the disciples heard what jesus said that means jesus spoke aloud to the tree Sp speaking to the tree speaking to the mountain speaking to things how do these things work first of all you should understand everything that is created is created by the word so they all respond to the word you should understand your body 
everything everything the soil everything the trees everything every material and non material things are all created by the spoken word of god therefore whether they respond to anything or not they will respond to the word scientists did this experiment right they took two trees two plants and put it in the same environment same similar amount of sunlight similar amount of water similar amount of minerals manure everything but one tree they blessed the other tree they cursed they just spoke negative things and this thing grew well and this thing withered so when you give everything but when you don't give the words right words it just withers off even if it doesn't have sunlight even if it doesn't have water there is a good chance when you give the right words it would grow things respond to the word spoken by the stirrings of the spirit and that is called prayer prayer is not you praying to god prayer is you praying with god the father is here jesus is here holy spirit is here the bible says jesus is at the right hand of the father making intercessions for us and it says about holy spirit holy spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered so look at somebody and say two out of the three people in the godhead are praying for you come on turn it around and say you have got a good intercessory team jesus and holy spirit is praying to the father regarding you and just because god included you in the triune dance you are also praying but you are saying something opposite to what these two people are saying if i am god i'll be like inna koyin idu kosu chik when jesus is when jesus and spirit are speaking how does your prayer look is it in line with what jesus and the spirit is saying about some things or is it in opposite but for you to you know intercession is not you crying <laughs> intercession is you calming yourself enough to hear what jesus and holy spirit is praying about this thing and you becoming part of the triune conversation and beginning to declare that thing upon your life that is new covenant intercession that is new covenant prayer to declare what he wants to declare i will also let the house of israel inquire of me to do this for them the previous verses i have spoken i will do it if you have spoken you do it let me go to sleep no 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 i want you to come and be part of the process in which i share my heart with you and you catch my heart and you begin to declare and i'm going to do what i want to do as an answer to your word that's the heart of the father right the next chapter 37 the hand of the lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the lord 
and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Out of body experience. Certain prayers cannot be prayed in the flesh. Because certain scenarios are too worse. If you stay there, ah, it's not going to work. You have to be in the spirit. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me, come on say, then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. So go, go, before God involves you in this prophetic intercession, first he causes you to walk around the nonsense so that you know the full devastation of what has been. Do you know before Nehemiah started even speaking to anyone, the first thing that he did was to go and walk around and see the desolation. This is where many people give up. When the full-blown problem comes to surface, we think, ah, oh, man, this is going hopeless. But the full-blown problem is being shown for you to begin to speak what God wants you to speak. Things are very dry. They are in the open valley and they are so much. And then he's, you know, next verse. <clears throat> and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? This is the challenge of prayer. Prayer is when things are very bad and God says, ah, what do you think? Thank God Israel, uh, Ezekiel answered the way he answered. He is like one among us. He just turns, goes, entire valley of dry bones, he has seen everything and finally he comes and he looks at God and says, God says, can these bones live? He's like, you know Lord. <laughs> you know. That means, I don't think so. <laughs> this is not a statement of faith. He's not, it's not like, I know that they can become an army. No, that's not what Ezekiel said. Ezekiel is like, these bones? Man, look at that bone. Look at that skull. It's this thing. It's dry, very dry. It's a valley. Probably it's an army. They fell. They lost the battle. And flesh have been eaten away by worms. Now bones have become dry. And they become very dry. Look at somebody and say, very dry. <laughs> it cannot become worse than this. And God says, can these bones live? This is the challenge of every intercessor. But it's okay. Good. We can also say, say, Lord, you know Lord. Only you know Lord. If you want to add, I don't think so, Lord, add. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Say, I don't think so, Lord, but you know, Lord. 
and then the lord begins to persuade you don't cut the call look at them say don't cut the call i love god to speak to you yeah say you don't i don't think so you say i don't know you only know whether things can improve but don't cut the call let the guy speak to you he is in the process of persuasion prophesy to these bones and say to them oh dry bones hear the word of the lord or amen solliren paaru abindra mari okkandirukinga okay let me try one more time and he said prophesy to these bones and say to them oh dry bones hear the word of the lord Hmm. Thus says the Lord God to these bones surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live say that word say that word everyone open your mouth this is your time surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live surely I will cause I God says surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live mm. I will put I will put sign news okay you like that way okay i will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live then you shall know that i am the lord so what is the first promise i will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live prophesy to the bones prophesy to the bones okay hmm so i come on read it so i prophesied as i was commanded so this is called prayer what is prayer declaring as you are commanded to declare in that situation you switching off your carnal mind you switching off your logical mind you switching off all those things and just allowing god to persuade your heart and allowing god to persuade and declare for your mouth to speak you will look like a fool to everyone but you need to declare what god has told you you need to declare what god has told you so i prophesied as i was commanded and as i prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone can you imagine this bone might be lying down somewhere else this bone might be lying down somewhere else this socket might be lying down somewhere else everything coming together a rattling noise and happening all these things were happening Indeed as I looked the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them but there was no breath in them what god declared first would happen but it never happened the first thing he said is i will cause my breath to enter everything else has happened except that 
So this is where people give up. People think, ah, yeah, God told me, man. Something moved, something, oh, something's moving, something's changed. And then, poof, at the end of the day, there was no breath. At the end of the day, what would make the difference, that didn't happen. And we give up and we lose hope. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Come on, slap somebody and say, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy to the spirit. The word breath, the wind, the spirit, it's all the same word. Ruach. Prophesy to the wind. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to the spirit. Son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. At least bones you are able to see prophesy to the bones. Now you are speaking literally to the air. Prophesy to the wind. Mm. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. An exceedingly great army. Yes, 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 yes. The breath entered. And they stood up. And it goes on to say, next verse, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Are you saying your life is dry and your hope is cut off and things can't become worse than this thing? Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your grave and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Right? Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Where are the group of people who are able to believe what God believes? If you are asked to say this to the people who are in the grave, Honestly, think about it. What can you do to bring a person from the grave? What can you do? Huh? Will you be able to do anything to bring someone from the grave? You are not able to wake somebody from the sleep and bring them to church. You can't do anything to bring anyone from the grave. Right? The easiest thing is what God has given us. He says, I will do everything. I want you to speak. I will open up. I will bring. I will cause the breath to enter. 
I will make them stand, but I want you to speak. I want you to declare what I'm commanding you to declare. But for us to come to the space where we can believe what God believes about a situation, putting aside what our mind is shouting within us, and what the situation is shouting at us, and to tune ourselves out of this and tune into the spirit. Oh, okay, I'm called to prophesy to the mountains. I'm called to prophesy to the rivers. I'm called to prophesy to these chairs. I'm called to prophesy to these pillars. I'm called to prophesy to this building. This building has to see certain things. This stage has to see certain things. These walls have to witness certain things. To prophesy to these things. Mm. Look at somebody and say, the purposes of God, say the purposes of God are the most powerful thing. The purposes of God shall prevail. The purposes of God always prevails. I have spoken it and I shall perform it. But I shall allow a group of people to inquire of me to do this for them. But you have purposed it and you say you will perform it. Why are we in the link? Yes. You are the missing link that heaven is looking for to bring about its purposes on earth. Yeah, 15. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, hmm. okay, so, um, it, again, a supernatural thing he talks about. He takes two sticks <laughs> Do you know this is the portion from uh, our pastor when we were in Ananagar Assemblies of God on the day of our marriage this was our message on the day of our wedding for Judah son of man take a stick for yourself and write on it for Judah for the children of Israel his companions take another stick and write on it Joseph, the, for if stick of Ephraim and for all the house of Israel and his companions. Then join them one to another for yourself into one stick and they will become one in your hand. Can you imagine taking two sticks, Ezekiel, and he's saying the two shall become one and it becomes one. And that was the thing spoken over our marriage and said, these two sticks shall become one in the hand of God. And we know what has been the call upon our lives for sticks that can never become one. It shall become one.
in our hand. And for us to believe that and keep declaring it and keep pushing for it. To hear, to speak, to prophesy as I was commanded. That is the call of the church. And when you do that, you would begin to see the impossible happen. Yes, all stand. <clears throat> it's a strange passage, right? To be preached on a wedding day. Come on, pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. You need to be in the spirit. Put First Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, let's do from verse, say, 12. Put it from 10. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. God who is a Spirit has given freely certain things in the realm of the Spirit. And it takes the Spirit of God for you to know what has been given to you freely by God. The next verse. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. We cannot be teaching with man's wisdom anymore. We cannot be praying with man's wisdom anymore. We cannot be praying and declaring things from human logic and intellect anymore. That is very low level of praying. Next verse. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. When you prophesy to the bones, it is foolishness to the natural man. When you prophesy to the winds, when you prophesy to the mountains, when you speak to the sticks in your hand, which can never be made one. It is foolishness to the natural man. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. See, when you are moving in the spirit and you are judging certain things, you judge all things, but you are never rightly judged by anyone. Because the natural man around you keeps judging you wrong. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Do you know that is prayer? Prayer is you instructing God. 
Paul says, who has known the mind of the Lord to instruct him? Who has that kind of knowledge to instruct God? But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. With the mind of Christ, you can inquire the Father to do certain things, what the Father wants to do on this earth. Markala Come on, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. Mm, hallelujah. Rigalame shandere naradiyandere ridiye. Rigalada naradiyandere dada naradoriye. Rigalada naradiyandere doriye. Lebra hatal kadana naradiyandere doriye. I want you to move from your place, go find someone and I want you to pray in the spirit with them and prophesy to the dry bones. Come on, move, 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 move. Step out of your place. Go find someone. Riga delicate, render an anti di anturo. Riga danara di anterere. Riga danara di anturo. La fraquila bandororiante. Amarad, Puyal Kuda, 
Yesu ke enaka 
the blood of jesus constantly intercedes for you speaking better things for you better things for you better things for you yes flesh of Jesus broken body of Jesus is a proof that God will restore anything broken in your life and glorify it mal karabal tana haladro bodo hoshon toro bahata kata i want you to eat and take part and begin to prophesy to the things around you to your bed some of you need to prophesy to your bank accounts some of you need to prophesy to your houses to your couches to your cars malke rebedel kodoro moshanta rafal kadana hasan torodoro diye brahidele mam brohoto to 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 lebara hadana kashiyan todohoto I want all of you to lift your hands and prophesy to this building prophesy to this building what has to happen has to happen oh rebecca telemento what these walls have to see they have to see what these bricks have to witness they have to witness oh rabaka santo lebre hedele here hotoro koto rahala dine mene hedene dinie oh call your walls salvation call your gates Praise, reke de reke tu rata ta ta ta, reke de 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 na na na, shandoro dola manahati, reke de de na 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 radianto. It's up to you to call your walls what you want to call. It's up to you to call your gates what you want to call it. Oh, reke rebento rida la hata, reke de 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 na diye. Prophesy to the mountains, prophesy to the rivers, prophesy to the valley. Oh, prophesy to the bones, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy to the wind, call upon the wind. Oh, we prophesy to the wind. Come and breathe upon the slain and cause them to live. Cause them to live. cost them to live cost them to live mercenari andara daro diniera la naraviando robo sharka la mari andara nandere dere diantere dalie rivalera naraviando rodoro mercenari era banara radianto rahalda naraviandere de sharka dira manaviando rodo Look at your hands and prophesy. Look at your hands and prophesy. Your hands need to see certain things. Merke prakatat koroboto, brakete de 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 le proto, markatana halkana naradianto. Regele dera naradiantere de orieto Rika patala taradianto Shafrika telerere Ritenenenento You shall lay hands on the sick And the sick shall recover 
on your hands the two sticks shall become one ribeke toramando rodi leradana hantoroko ribetele brototo regedele naradianto rita kapata prophesy open your mouth melkadorote markile bena handa regedele denenere oh the taunt of the enemy shall be repaid aha the ancient mountains have become our possession oh rehelamandoro hoshokototo ri labrakatala brantanana the vengeance of god oh takes note of the taunts of the enemy rikel barana radiantara de rigela hadana halkadana handa rabal kadana mana shanduru belede radiye ribala dana radiando ragidile Pray, 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 pray. Prophesy. Prophesy as they commanded. Prophesy as they commanded. Oh. Something's moving. Something's changing feels glowing feels like heaven on earth something's moving something's changing feels glowing feels like heaven on earth something's moving something's changing feels glowing feels like heaven on earth something's Heaven on 
Jesus, teach us to pray. Jesus, teach us to pray. It's not that they are Jewish boys. They have been taught prayers from their childhood. They know all kind of prayers. But when they saw Jesus, there was something different about him. There was something different about the way he prayed. They were all Jewish boys. They know prayers. They know Judaistic prayers. They know Old Testament prayers. But they came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray. And Jesus taught them to pray. Our Father. Our Father. My goodness, nobody has said that in the Old Testament. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. In the Old Testament, they all said, El Shaddai, Adonai, El Elyon, Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth. Nobody said, Our Father. Jesus taught them to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. That is the heartbeat of Trinity. That is the heartbeat of Trinity. If you're praying with God, if you're listening to the intercession of Jesus and the Spirit, this is the heart cry of Trinity. As it is in heaven, so on earth. As it is in heaven, so in your family. As it is in heaven, so on your body. As it is in heaven, so in your marriage. As it is in heaven, so in your finances. As it is in heaven, so on your children's lives. Ah! Uh -huh. 
shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and keep you in perfect shalom. Amen. 